Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Star Wars Hangout. The best Star Wars Hangout in the galaxy. Hey, Star Wars fans, welcome back to Star Wars Hangout. I'm Ez. And I am Lottie. And we are back with Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 7, Chapter 23, The Spies. We've got a super quick non-spoiler reaction, and then we're going full spoiler. We've also got transmissions. We've got our own wild theories and predictions. So let's go to Lottie. She's actually got a crazy theory that we are going to discuss later, which is epic. You don't think it's epic, but I'm telling you, when you said it to me, I was like, that's that's amazing. But first, let's get your initial thoughts, non-spoiler Give me a few adjectives to describe this episode. How did you feel? Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. It was fun, epic, intriguing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, I, I mean, I'm so, so excited for, for the last one to learn. Yeah. Who, who are the spies? Who that's, are that's the big question we are left with. And we just re so we watched the episode twice now. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, and we went to, back with the lens, right? Is that yes, what you're saying? Yes. To like comb through and see who are the spies, what do we got going on here? So yeah. big deal, big topics. Oh gosh, I don't know. We're only a few days away, but uh, we want to take take a look at everyone's thoughts, take share our theories, get them out there recorded, timestamped, so that way when we're correct, you guys can be like, uh, they got it. They, they were right. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So, so um, how uh, did you feel about it? Yeah, for me, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. There were there are several moments where the music kicks in, and I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" It was heartwarming, and there were, there were moments where I was like, "I got chills, mm-hmm. absolute chills," when things were said and things were done. And I was like, oh, "I remember yeah. I turned yeah. to you a couple of times. Yeah. This is absolute epic." Yeah. There were moments that were what the young what the youngsters will call peak Star Wars, the tippy top, <laughs> the peak, right, peak of the mountain. Um. So anyway, yeah, for me, it was it was fantastic. But uh, all right, before we dive into the episode review, though, let's give a few shout outs. Go over some transmissions. We've got some really cool uh, hangout option coming up later for for our patrons, by the way, for our Jedi Masters. We are between Shell Cottage Radio and this podcast. We're going to be getting together, I think, at the end of May, right? We're going to be trying to do a little little get your spotchka, come hang out. I want to say it's the last week, the last weekend of May. Yeah. Probably. Friday. Yep. Yeah. The last day of school. We'll be celebrating. Yeah. The last day of school. Instead of going out with my colleagues, we'll be coming home to uh, hang out with you guys and, yeah. and have a good time. So if you want to do that, if you want to come in and chat, it's very casual. It's literally just bring your favorite drink, come chat and say hi, meet everybody. We give a lot of shout outs on our shows and we want your voice to be heard on the show, whether that's yes. through you actually send in an audio file, which I will play on the show. That would be, That'd that, be cool. That would be wild. I used to do that and I <laughs> loved hearing different voices on the show. So uh, I'll try to think of a way. You can always send it and share Share it in a Google Doc. Can, can you, you know, send like an a... audio file on Instagram? I think so. Yeah, can, I'd have to figure out how to. Can you save that though as an audio file? I just have to hook my phone up to the old recorder and press play on there it. You so go. Yeah. yeah, that would work too, I guess. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, I would love to hear you guys' thoughts, and it's just it's just cool to kind of hang out and get to know one another. So shout out to our Jedi Masters, Kayla, Amanda, Arna, and Andrew. Thank you guys so much for for <laughs> supporting the show there. All right, so I want to give a quick shout out to uh, Jedi Master Adam, who who was one of those guys who came over from Hyperspace Hangout Project. I used to work on with my good buddy Matt, and just wanted to talk a little bit about that 
transition. So he says, hey, Ez, great to see your podcasting again. Are you no longer doing anything with Matt? I miss listening to you guys on the old hyperspace hangout and was uh, devastated when you finished up there. But great to see you're both doing content. So cheers, mate. And that's Adam. I uh, just wanted to throw that out to everybody who is sort of, I followed a bunch of people on Instagram, the social medias, because I wanted folks to know, hey, still over here doing some Star Wars content. But uh, for Matt and I, we just kind of had to, my schedule, our schedule, I mean, we could be trapped. We could be in Europe. We could be in Scotland. We might be in Costa Rica. We might be in <laughs> Australia. Those are different time zones. Uh, and as has been going back to school at the same time as well, too. So I, I told Matt that just uh, it was easier for us going forward to, to kind of make our own shows and, and go about that our own way. So I've got my traveling little Padawan with me. So I'm, I'm just teaching her everything that I know and, and still dishing Star Wars. One thing as has always wanted to do is just to be a part of the fandom. And Matt knows that and, and that he's the same way, which is we just want to be a part of the fandom, part of the conversation. And that's always been something that we're about. So uh, yeah, good to hear that he's still podcasting. And, and by the way, yeah, go check out all of his stuff. He's still do, dropping shorts over on Hyperspace Hangout and, uh, and the podcast is running strong there. So, but uh, thanks to folks who have come over. Appreciate you guys. And this is really, really cool. So along that line, somebody else who came over, Jedi Master Mike Armstrong, ba-boom, popping in here. I'm assuming you've watched episode seven. So now we are, by the way, in transmissions, we are full spoiler. Just wanted to mention this, uh, but we are. Yeah. So I'm assuming you've watched episode seven. I know Pelion comes from the Heir to the Empire trilogy, but he actually also makes an appearance in the Star Wars book, The Clone Wars, No Prisoners, as a captain of a Republic military ship and has a story involving Anakin, Ahsoka, and Rex. Worth looking into. So I thought that was pretty oh. neat because we're going to talk about the Shadow Council today and mm-hmm. who is Captain Pelion. Mm-hmm. Lottie now knows. We've been out driving around and she got to hear some of the, the intro the to first air. first couple minutes, yeah. Yeah, the first chapter. Okay. The whole yeah. first chapter you got to hear, which is all Pelion and Thrawn. Yeah. Which was pretty, pretty wild, cool, yeah. right? So um, anyway, yeah, that was that was really cool. Uh, we also have uh, Master from Master Tino. First off, uh, is it just me or does Carson Tiva need his own show or a movie or something? Love that guy. Anyways, yes, you are absolutely correct. The actor who plays Carson Tiva, Paul Sung Hyung Lee, is a huge Star Wars fan. There are lots of pics of him out there cosplaying as different characters. He was on a big Canadian sitcom called Kim's Convenience. It's on Netflix. It's great. Uh, he played a character named Appa, which is dad in Korean, and that's how they knew of him. I guess his X-Wing helmet actually says Appa on it in Arabesh. Wow. Anyway, I'm a big fan of his and I love seeing him in Star Wars. It's nice to see people's dreams come true. Master Tino. So shout out to him. Thank you. Uh, by the way, buddy, I appreciate all the, I love when people send me messages and rant, like they, they listen to the show. I don't, I, you know, I always want people to like, correct me if I'm wrong, confirm if I'm right, and then also add some context and, and make the show better. So this is great. I appreciate that comment because I love this actor. He's he's awesome. And I'm gonna have to go check out that show now. I was gonna say, so. rem- remind me, Carson Tiva. Carson Tiva. Yeah. He's the X-Wing pilot who is who is bouncing yeah, around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Who mm-hmm. um, found the abandoned ship and yeah, was the, like, oh, there's Beskar on there. Beskar and, here, yeah. yeah. Okay. He's hanging out with Zeb as well. Yeah, and yep. I think we got a comment here from somebody else. It might have been Arna about uh, Zeb looking really cool. So I thought that was... <laughs> I thought that was neat. He looked but really cool. Yeah, he definitely did. Andrew, I can't remember if we mentioned this one or not, but I want to give a shout out to Jedi Master Andrew because there was there's a tie-in here and it has to kind of do with the Shadow Council. So I'm going to read this again. And if I have, just excuse me because it's important. I think it matters in this episode. Hello, guys. I've been thinking about all the tie-ins we have been getting dropped on us in all the projects. Tie-ins from Legends, connections to those stories, and the setting up of the build-up to the First Order and the effects of 
all of the now interweaving galaxy that is so big, but as they say in our real world, that is a small place. I have one question that I'm not sure if anyone has been talking about. Where is Allegiant General Pride? When will we see him? Is it possible that Pride is the one who is giving the orders to Gideon? Will he be revealed to us as he had been in the background to bring the First Order into supreme leadership? Is he giving the orders to Eliakane? Let me know what you guys think. It's just a thought that I had. I don't know if anyone is asking that question. I have many more thoughts, but I wanted to limit it to this for now. More on the way. Thank you, Andrew. And I got to say, so General Pride, now he's talking about like who is giving orders to Eliakane. We do see in this episode, so that was uh, two episodes, by the way, back yeah. when he when he had sent that in. Um, So just, just, just for context. But it's an interesting question as to where is General Pride? Pride was someone who shows up out of nowhere. He's someone that is still out there available that we could use and pull in mm -hmm. and make a connection, do something younger, uh, like a younger version of him where he's giving orders to people or he is a part of the First Order. We saw First Order represented in the Shadow Council. And I just wanted to say to Andrew, great thought, thought you know, because they are definitely tying us into those projects, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So really cool stuff there. And I do have a great transmission from uh, Master Arna, who I will get, we will get to coming up. We're going to do a big recap sort of of the end of Bad Batch. We didn't get a chance to talk about yep. that yet. So when we do, he's got an interesting transmission about Omega connections to wow. the Mandalorian and so on, which is really cool. So if you've seen the end of Bad Batch, you'll know there's a really, really big reveal there uh, at the end that we definitely have to talk about. And it could very well tie into the Mandalorian. So yeah. That'd be awesome. Uh, speaking of Mandalorians, want to give a shout out to Mandalorian Jedi. Thank you for following me over on Instagram. Uh, huge love talking uh, there. It's just been great back and forth messages and, and we're getting hyped, hyped. So <laughs> he's uh, blitzed through the entire podcast and it's just freaking awesome. So, all right, uh, let's dive into it. Let's get after it. What do you got? What are we thinking here? As we, as we click through the episode, this episode is is fascinating. There's there's a lot. It's a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. um, the recap was important. I love how they're doing that. They're showing us like who's going to be relevant or who's going to matter right. yep. in this episode because they showed us some of the backstory on Elia Kane. And the episode is titled Spies. Right. So we know mm -hmm. that she is a spy now. Yes. Let's clarify something. I think people forgot this. They, we assumed she was a spy. We assumed she was working for someone. Mm -hmm. We didn't know exactly who, who or what or yeah. where, how and yeah. what. Yeah. So we've now figured we see the Imperial probe droid show up. It was a great shot of the yes. neon lights and everything and, and that district that she's walking through there on Coruscant uh, and, and reporting back to Pelion. Because you remember, she's actually standing nearby when Carson Tiva comes in yeah. and she's she's this informant where she's informing on the things that are being said by the New Republic. Are they going to send aid to Navarro? Well, she said they're not going to. Well, then, then how did Navarro survive the pirate attack? So, right, right the pirates are also working for Moff Gideon. So he's, he's got some sort of collaboration going on with them and Eliya Kane. Yeah. That was pretty wild. What do you think about seeing her again here at the start of this episode? It's, it was just briefly, but it was enough for us. So, yeah, like you said, it's just confirmation. Okay, we know this episode, episode is called Spies. Here's our first spy. No right. question about it. Everyone knows, okay, Eliya is the spy. Yes. But then it's called Spies. Right. So <laughs> this whole entire episode, everyone's theorizing who is the other spy. Right, right. So here's the so the very next scene, we go into the Shadow Council. And oh, I want to make yeah. something clear to folks who maybe didn't realize this, but like where when Moff Gotti Moff Moff Gotti <laughs> I can't talk today. Um <laughs> get <laughs> when Moff <laughs> Moff Gigglehead. Whoa! 
<clears throat> when Moff Gideon is entering the Shadow Council there, you see all of those troopers on the side, right? All of those different ray shields that yep. he's walking through. Really fascinating. Uh, he's on Mandalore. I guess what I didn't realize that on, on a second time, watch yeah. through, I'm mm-hmm. sort of like, wait, how long has he been there? Mm-hmm. This seems like a pretty established base. And the planet is cursed. They don't dare come back here. We learn that there are two bombings. They annihilate everyone. It's the purge. They're trying yeah. to rid the galaxy of Mandalorians completely. So he's the guy behind that. And when we see him going to the Shadow Council, that is him right there requesting reinforcements to that location, which is near the forge, near the Great Forge on Mandalore. Uh, Yeah, just kind of wild. So um, now now to Lottie's theory, she has a theory here that we were were discussing. It's just a quick one. It's just a quick. It's more like a thought. It's a thought. Yeah. (laughs) All right. That I'm going to develop into a theory. Okay. But Moff Gideon goes into this Shadow Council, which, first of all, the Shadow Council was sick. Yes. Absolutely sick. I, I love seeing all of these individuals here who are talking about the Imperial Remnant and what's going down. And yeah, I think you had questions that we're going to go over about mm-hmm. the heir to the Empire and what are what you know, how are all these different groups sort of related. Yeah. But your idea here was that there's a spy and maybe that spy is actually in that we might have a spy in that shadow council that might show up later. We might not actually see the second spy until I mean, you know, we don't know. We've only seen one spy. Really. Right. That's the big debate is Who's the other spy? Who are we Are we thinking it could be? People think it's the armorer, right? They think yeah. it's the armorer. They think it's Axe Wolves. They think it's, uh, gosh, it could be those those um, night owls that show up right, that are on the, the boat. Yes. And uh, what's her name? Ka- oh, Casca. Casca. Yeah, Casca Reeves. So yeah, people think most, it's her. Most people think we have another spy among the Mandalorians. I, I get it. Makes totally makes sense. And Absolutely. there was a cool video about you know why is why it makes the most sense that the armor is the spy. But there's also some things that kind of don't make sense when you when you look at it closely. And why not think of it this way that you have a spy in each camp. Camp. Yeah. 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 So you've got a spy. You've got a, um a spy for the Imperial Remnant in, in Elia Kane, who is there near the New Republic informing Gideon about stuff. But could there be a spy on the freaking Shadow Council or in their midst in some way? I just think we, we think spies means just two. There could be three. There actually could True. be a yeah. setup here for, you know, we may find out that the armor or somebody else is the spy who sort of um, help lure them into this trap or or whatever. But I don't really know. See, the thing, what what's confusing me is Moff Gideon is, is informed by Elia right. that they are trying to retake Mandalore and that he and believes that's happening. So he asked for he asked for reinforcements. He knows about that information, yeah. yeah. He knows they're coming in here. Now, if there was a spy on the inside of the Mandalorians, right, mm-hmm. why wouldn't they have reported to Moff Gideon, right? Why is he so moment. surprised? Yeah, why is he so so surprised to hear from Elia mm-hmm. that they the, the the actions there on Navarro did not right. quite work out. Right. You know, is it Axe Wolves and he didn't have time to make communication or did he did he change or, or what's what's the whole deal? He seems to be surprised about it. So he's he's being informed by Elia. I don't think he has more than one spy, if that makes sense. I yeah. think people when you think it's the armor or you think it's Casca or you think it's whoever, you think that that spy is reporting back to Moff Gideon. I don't think so. Okay. Actually, yeah. I think if there is a spy in the Mandalorian camp, that spy is either reporting to Captain Pelion who is reporting to Thrawn, or that person is, is reporting directly to Thrawn. I was going to say, because uh, Gideon does not real, is not a fan of 
thrown. He wants thrown out, basically. He's like, who? Who, uh, Gideon. Oh, Gideon does. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I he's thought you like, said Pelion. Yeah, yeah. No, no Gideon. No. He's like, uh, have you have you heard anything about Thrawn? Where Where's is he? At? he? Yeah. He's never showing up. Uh-huh. So I think it's time we take it into our own hands, right? And right. Another interesting part of this conversation on the on the Shadow Council was the Project Necromancer. Project <laughs> Necromancer. Are you kidding me? And so Hux is is leading that. So that's Hux Senior. That's yeah. that's um, Armitage Hux. Wait, no, which one is it? I can't remember. There's two, right? There's, There's two of son, them. Father yeah. and son. Father and son. Yeah. This is the father, and he is in charge of like he took a group of, of individuals who go out and create the first order. Mm-hmm. Emperor Palpatine's contingency plan is this whole thing. It's yeah. it's it's under the umbrella of Palpatine had he foresaw in Return of the Jedi two options, right? Either he wins and moves on, and he has Luke Skywalker as his apprentice, and here we go, or he fails. And if he fails, he has a contingency plan, plan. right? <laughs> Just like Voldemort and all yep. other Dark Lords, you've got like horror crux is hidden in places you know what's up so yes that is a part of that is operation cinder burn the empire down bring out the best the most radicalized individuals Mm -hmm. and move forward well the burning down of the empire or or the you know it it being shut down because there are these peace accords like a faction of the the empire has uh signed a peace treaty with the new republic the imperial remnant are these what they're calling warlords they they reveal in the Shadow Council the New Republic thinks that we're just individual warlords scattered. Yep. scattered yeah, we're not working thing. together, yep. but they sure as heck are. And they should and know better because that's exactly what the rebellion did, right? Yeah, you have like little fractions here, but they're actually working on a grand mm-hmm. scheme. Yeah, but anyway, secret communication. Yeah. They're they're giving each other resources. So Gideon, um, you know, he wants Praetorian guards, he wants bombers, he wants tie interceptors. So he's going to get a few of those things because it seems like the large amount of resources right now are being held by Hux and Pelion. And by Pelion, I mean Thrawn, right? right? Yep. Yep. So uh, that is, so he's asking for more. He seems to be the third power, you know, guy here. He seems right. to be the third, uh, I don't know what you call it, like tier or whatever. Like there's many individuals here, but he's the third most powerful. I guess that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Uh, and yeah, so that was that was really fascinating to, to see this dynamic between all these individuals. And yeah, what do you got? Just another cool thing that uh, is said on the council that he, uh, he's Captain Pallion says it's most important imperative that Thrawn's return is remains a secret yes. when he will come and return. So right, right. we have to trust and he will come at the right time. Yes. Yeah. Yep. His his grand plan, you know, Thrawn oftentimes, and I told you this when we were starting to listen to Heir to the Empire, which is that Thrawn's biggest problem and what we see in Rebels is that like Governor Price doesn't listen. You know, yeah. Admiral yeah. Constantine doesn't listen to Thrawn. Those yeah. individuals, yeah. they just, they, yeah, that, that's sort of their, he sets up the plan and they're sort of like, I'm taking him now. It's sort of like Obi-Wan and Anakin, right? Like, we're going to take him together. No, I'm taking yeah. him now. It's yeah. like, oh, daggone it. Thrawn's like, <laughs> we would have long, long ago, we would have won if everybody would just listen to me. Exactly. And he has a point, probably. <laughs> yes, he does. He does. He's a mastermind. So, yeah. but yeah, it's it's really cool. So, Project, Project Necromancer is the resurrection of Palpatine. Yeah. It is to bring back the, the like the Emperor. And you have more Star Wars can make Star Wars better. I know that people have problems with Rise of Skywalker. I myself have issues with the sequels. Um, but in general, I want the sequels to be successful. And I want them to make them make sense. So they are what they are. So you have to go in and add more context to these stories now. You have yeah. to build, like, make it make sense and and drive towards it and that's thankfully some of what the mandalorian is doing i know people still get they gripe about that and they want there to be some major retcon that's like never going to happen though so they are going to 
lay these seeds here and you're going to see about these different projects and see that okay, they're all interconnected. You know, Andrew brings up a good point with um, General Pride because Pride is actually working for the final order, mm -hmm. um, which is the Sith fleet. So he, okay. there's different levels. Like it's almost like Palpatine and his and his peeps have like, they've got different levels to this, yeah. right? And it's to confuse and to build from the shadows and to refine and, and make things, you know, go the right way. Because Project Necromancer is, they're working on cloning and rebuilding Palpatine's body, a Force-sensitive host that could, that he, that he could, you know, um, transfer his essence to. Right. And he'll have a son that ends up having a daughter who is Ray, right. who he will try to, you know, uh, make that connection with. Snoke, for example, is a failed sort of experiment, uh, experiment or whatever. He has his own consciousness and yeah. he therefore, but is sort of a puppet of Palpatine yeah. still yeah. and is doing his own thing. So that's that project. Now, what Gideon talks about here in this episode is he's doing his own research mm -hmm. in genetics with Dr. Pershing. Dr. Pershing's right. research is now gone for now. But it yeah. could be returning. He, he definitely didn't really... He made it sound like this was part of the plan. And then he decided to do other... I mean, that's what why Elia shut him down, right? Yeah. He should have used him for the whole research project. And yeah. And he didn't. And he didn't. And it seemed like it, it could be that he's an asset lost. Like he might be... Mm -hmm you know, willing to turn his his efforts over to the New Republic. And that's the last thing that they want. They want to keep this technology and this um this resource to themselves. Yeah. So it's like if it can't be saved, destroy him, eliminate him or whatever. Maybe they'll come back and they'll reprogram program his mind and he'll be more of a cyborg and they'll have like, who knows, some implants or I don't even know. But uh, yeah, so that has been interesting to watch and and know like Gideon's doing his own thing with the suit upgrading the suit making the perfect soldier um right. that was you know Thrawn's thing was he was working on the best fleet and he's working on the you know I forget what the what it's called but like the tie fighter yeah like the the decked out tie mm -hmm. fighter that he's working on so he wants this awesome vessel this awesome ship and then Gideon's like no we need the perfect trooper right is yeah. it a dark trooper and which phase is it and now I've eliminated the final flaw and I am now inside of the suit so it's me uh which is crazy but there's also the cloning bit that he's working on what does that mean yeah um and then these other groups you know Palpatine's obsession was with the big super weapon yeah. You know, he wanted the yes. Death Star. So yeah. you see how in the Empire they have um, different strategies or yeah, yeah. fixations in yes. terms of what they want to fixate That's on. That's what they talk about. Yep. Yeah. So he gets uh, reinforcements. He gets TIE interceptors mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the Praetorian Guards. Praetorian Guards. Yep. yep. And when it's first mentioned, you're sort of like, okay. And you heard rumors going into the season that there were Praetorian Guards because they're they're they stand out, right? I mean, if you're working yeah. on the crew and you see these guys walk on, you're like, okay, what are these guys? You know, and they, they, they're red, they have energy swords and stuff. Yeah. And it's just, they're, they're, they're crazy. Quick question. Do we get, yeah. do we see them in rebels? Praetorian guards? No, it was always just the, the. Yeah, no. Yeah, mm -mm. no. Okay. No, we don't see the Praetorian guards until the last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. So there you, you will see similar to this is like Emperor Palpatine had his royal guards, which wore red. Yep. They were they, they wore red. We see them in Return of the Jedi when Luke walks into to face down Palpatine. So they're kind of modeled off of that a little bit, but yet they're we actually see them fight. We never got to see Palpatine's guards fight. Although supposedly in Legends they were pretty awesome and pretty ridiculous, which is cool. So yeah. Something a force to be reckoned with. So he's worried about assassination. Right. So he gets these individuals to come protect him. He wants three of them. They're his his guard. Right, that they're, they're going to keep him safe, and he's also got Mandalorian Imperials wearing jetpacks and 
Beskar yep. now, right? He's yep. trying to reclaim in his own way Mandalore. Yeah. And and say like like eliminate these folks and and make the purge complete. Right. So that's what we, yeah, we kind of get to later on at the end. But the Shadow Council in general, I, there could actually be someone there, though, that is on that council okay. that is giving information to somebody else. The problem is we haven't really shown, mm-hmm. we don't know who these people are necessarily. We've, we've right. seen them that's for the first time. That's my problem time. with it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of, that's not really, the, the, the whole theory that was laid out about, about the armor would be something that Star Wars does, right? There's little tiny hints if you look back and yeah. look closely enough that that could make sense. Yeah, and so I'm wondering, let's, let's, uh, let's get into a different yeah. topic here, which is let's go to the armor and the idea that she is the spy, that she's another spy in this. Because the cover photo, as yeah. you said, when you go to Disney, when you go to Disney Plus and you see, you click on the episode yeah. or you see the episode sort of listed there, you will see her on the cover and right. it says spies. And then there she is looking up in the distance. Yeah. So what what is, why would she be the spy and who mm-hmm. would she be spying for? Right. That's my big thing. Now, definitely it, not for, I mean, for Gideon, be for yeah, Gideon I, because he was so surprised. He, did, he had no idea what was going on. Yeah. So it doesn't really make sense that she would spy for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also she that plan, she must have started as a spy a long, long time ago, right? So she's been with the covert a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. So whatever she plans, if she had plans in the background, that would have been or is a grand, something, yeah. a grand scheme. Yeah, because... she's been working on for a long time. Right. In, se- in season one, Moff Gideon sends, you know, he chases down Din Djarin, one of her covert, and they're going down into the sewers, and Moff Gideon's troopers will actually go down and follow. Yeah. They try to follow Grogu. They want the child back, and she yeah. fights them. Yeah. She fights all those troopers. In se- uh, yeah. Is it season one? Yeah, season one. So it's like, why would she be protecting them? And it just doesn't make sense. She yeah. seems to be really embodying the way. Unless there's been some promise that she can have some prominent position or work at the Great Forge or, or something. I, I, don't, I don't really know. To me, to me, it feels like she is, you know, people have mentioned Rook Cast being someone that she could be. that Because she, okay. she has the little tiny horns or whatever right. on, her, on her helmet. Yes. And that being a nod to um, Darth Maul. Because mm-hmm. they, they ask, you know, when she's, when you is she a part of Death Watch? Yeah, and, and she, she was like, Death Watch is no more. Yeah, she doesn't say yes or no. Yeah, she doesn't say yes or no. So it's it's definitely it's split into multiple factions and mm-hmm. warring factions, right, and groups. So maybe there's even other groups out there that we don't know about. But yeah. she seems to have adopted and gone into this the ancient way of of Mandalore. But the reasons why she wouldn't be the spy is like like you said, she's forged armor for Grogu, for Grogu yeah, and for Bo-Katan, and she, for Din Djarin. Yeah. She's at the heart of all of this and seems to be caring and wanting to restore them to their, yeah, prominence again. Yeah. So, I don't know. She is definitely set up to be a mysterious character, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, it would be a great sort of trap for the viewer to, to, to speculate, oh, she could be a spy because we don't know much about her. Mm-hmm. The way she enunciates and, and talks yeah. is not very, you don't really know what where she stands, right? Sometimes. Yeah, no, she's <laughs> yeah very. Uh, they're very clever with her 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 dialogue. Yes, and what they do and don't reveal. Um, and we even noticed as we were watching the the we were watching it again. The shot of her, Bo-Katan walks, and then you see her slowly mm. turn her head and yeah. watch Bo-Katan walk yeah. away. And you're like, yeah. mm, I don't know. She looks even just in that movement alone. You're like, absolutely. You look a little suspicious. Yes. And I don't know what you're about, but and then you and then you suggest returning to the fleet. Yeah. 
with these injured. That all could be very good and well and in, in, in uh, innocent. Yeah. But the title is spies, so therefore <laughs> so, yeah, they set us up. Yeah. With the idea that watch for spies. That's what I hope that they do. Yeah. That they do. It's clever. They do that well, but I hope she's not the spy, really, because to me. It, Looking back, okay, you, you need to give a lot of explanations why she did this and that. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense because she seems to be um, bringing people together and, and trying to... She's almost like a guide-by-the-side figure for Din Djarin. Yeah. You know, Luke has Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Din now has the armorer, right? Yeah. So she's the mystical, spiritual guide who is at the heart of their civilization and culture and understands the way. Yeah. So who she is... I don't know that they'll ever reveal who the armorer is. That's the that's the thing is that she's just this mystery being who yeah. is out there working, and she's on the moon of Concordia. That's how they yeah. survived. And but she's true Mandalorian. I mean, she is. Yeah. And I mean, what else? we said? Well, she couldn't have known that they ran in, that they would run into the Night Watch. Uh, sorry, <laughs> the Night Owl people. Yeah. And that they had sick people on there that she you know make up. She could make up a right an uh, excuse to excuse, go back. Yeah. Yeah. Other than. They would work together. That could be another theory. Mm-hmm. The night owl people, maybe they were, you know, like Moff Gideon was on the planet and, and kind of he had all the resources. Mm-hmm. So maybe he mm-hmm. made them do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. And the armor was working with them together and they were all in on that big plan. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the most like for me. So moving on from the armor, I think we've mm-hmm. got a lot of people who think that it could be her we don't really think so there's a lot of stuff that sort of suggests that it would it would just take away from all the things that she's done with our main characters yeah. you know and she yeah. it just it just doesn't feel right at all no mm-hmm. but the casca reeves oh yeah okay that is somebody who very well could be the spy because what they've done is they've set these characters up they've been there since the beginning or they've been there i guess it was last season right but they took Eliya Kane and they turned her into just this communications officer that has one to two lines yeah and then they made they've given her episodes upon episodes right, right? and they've made her into something huge yeah. so i feel like Casca could be that person because yeah. when we first saw her it was in the trailer for season 2 she is wearing a what looks like a sith robe let's just be yeah. honest yeah. she's wearing a sith robe and there's no helmet, no nothing, and she's she's a spy. Yeah. She's in a very spy-like situation. She herself was spying for Lady Bo-Katan, maybe, right? And mm-hmm. was sort of an inside informant. Maybe she's still working for Bo-Katan, and that's, that's a thing. I don't know. Uh, but it feels like the, with the Sith robe situation mm-hmm. that maybe she is somebody who could be working for Gideon but hasn't been able to keep in close contact because she is deep cover, right? She's deep yeah. cover. Um I don't know. I don't really hear her giving directions and orders and ordering people into a position that leads them into a trap, though. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't see. The, I don't see her doing that. No, true. Right. She's just very subtle. I mean, it would be nice because you only get very, very, very subtle hints. Yeah. Which yeah. is nice to. You didn't foresee that, but yeah. What is she actually doing? Yeah, to lead them there to yeah, where they were, to they would be in a trap. trap. Yeah. Um. Now the thing, people, the, the evidence here is that like she is. She has a Jedi Sith-like robe appearance once. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Moff Gideon is obsessed. In this episode, he mentions that taking parts from the Jedi, right? Uh, Parts from, what was the New Republic and then Mandalorians. Like every culture has something that they can sort of offer that he he is forging a new path, a new way forward. And he's taking bits that he likes, like the Darksaber. Cool. I like that aspect. 
of the Jedi, a Grogu. I'm obsessed with his ability to live long and the force. I want some of that. Yeah. Um, He's also. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So seemingly obs- he's upset like the Man- Mandalore. He's got his base on Mandalore and Mandalorian Beskar and how strong and powerful it is. He wants power items and power things to make himself more. Does he have an apprentice? And is that Casca Reeves? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, was he the apprentice of Darth Vader or Darth Maul at one point? Is that how maybe he knows a bit more about the whole situation that went down on Mandalore? I, I don't know if that makes sense either. Uh, it's it's a mystery, really, yeah, as to yeah. as Gideon and his motivations. There's still a lot of his backstory that we need to uncover and work through. But Casca does seem to be the person that that could be a spy, yeah, of some kind. But yeah. I, it's it's all about who they report back to, and I'm just I'm yeah. just not imagining that he has more than one spy and a spy that right. would be in the Mandalorians, yeah, that would report to him and he would be unaware of what was going on. Yeah. There you go. I mean. I mean in the last theory that the the survivors of the night owl are the spies well it makes one thing yeah. makes sense they're really quick they know where the forge is but how do they not know that it's taken yes. by other uh, by moff gideon right exactly that's kind of weird but then to call them spies it's not like they have been living among the mandalorians to spy they're yeah. more like a bait yeah if, they if are you, if you I, I wouldn't call them spies no, no, no. Yeah, they're not. They could be out there scouting for them or whatever, but they've been there for so long that it doesn't make any sense that they would be embedded in a group, yeah, yeah. spying right. and reporting back. Yeah. So <laughs> that's 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 tough. Yeah. What we could see in the next episode is that these Mandalorians are in great trouble, right? Yeah. And you could see, let's say, you go back to that um, Carson Tiva, and maybe he has a source who is on the inside and they're a member of the Shadow Council. Yeah. So I've got this individual pulled up here. Um, she is... I, I thought about her when yeah. we were talking about... Because I don't know what is... I don't know. Something's different about her. Yeah. Something's different. She says Very there are... quiet. She says there are citizens loyal to the Empire on every planet in this galaxy. And that line makes you go, okay, reverse that for a second. There are citizens maybe loyal to the New Republic on every planet in this galaxy. Right. Or mm-hmm. it, like she went extreme with that, which is there are people everywhere who you can find someone almost like you. That line says to me, you can find someone in every group and in every city, faction, place or whatever <laughs> yeah. that will be loyal to this cause. You can find at least one. And if you mm-hmm. can find that one, you can turn them and get them to inform for you. And it just makes sense that maybe she would reach out to 
Carson or the um, I forget what his, what his what his rank was, but the guy that he reports to on Coruscant, he goes yeah. and asks for aid to help Navarro. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. if they do have someone who can step in and say, hey, there's an issue. Mandalorians are being um, annihilated or, or purged on their home planet by Moff Gideon. He has Praetorian guards. He has these different things. If we get one moment of the Shadow Council warning someone else yeah. and they then go and help and show up and do this rescue thing, that would be sick. Yeah. Did she agree, though, to, to send uh, forces to Moff Gideon? Um, she agreed. She agreed. Yes. But maybe it, because and it would be suspicious. She also yeah. said, she, she also said that, that she was one of the people who agreed for new leadership. She, when, mm-hmm. when he suggests new leader, th- uh, new leadership, she says, I agree. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she sort so of seconds that, yeah. that. So, uh, just keep, yeah, to kind of keeping all that open. Now, the other one that I want to mention, yeah. and I don't know where he's at. I kind of lost track of him. I don't know if he's up on the ships or where he's at. Yeah. Uh, we've already seen him before, and he's a spy. R5. <laughs> no. In but he didn't really show up in this Hold episode. on, though. Hold on. How did Carson Tiva know where the Mandalorians were? R5. Uh-huh. R5 tells him. When he shows up, he comes out. He's like, hey, hey I don't mean any... Yeah, you know, no, right. no, yeah, no, yeah, whatever, yeah. no problems True. here. But like, Navarro is under attack. You may need to go help your friend. I'm mm-hmm. asking you what, whether you do it or not. We're unable to. The new the new republic will not respond to his calls for helps or call for help. Yeah. I can't yeah. talk today. Uh, but anyways, so so R five is there. He is a spy. He is a spy among them, reporting to the new republic. So there you go. Okay. Is is he still there? Is he someone who is going to report back again their location? Did they ever deal with that? Did they just mm-hmm. sort of say, okay, now? I mean, why keep R five around? I don't. I have to go back and comb through and see if they. I was gonna say he's not really in the episode, though. No, he's I think not. That's a cool idea, but why would he then not? There's no shot of him at all. Yeah, and well, I haven't combed through directly <laughs> here to see where where he's at because I feel like he's in the background somewhere. Okay. Yeah. I do feel like he's just floating around, and it's just not addressed as to as to where where he is. So, but he technically is a spy. Okay. Yeah. Technically. He's embedded with a group of people and reporting back to Carson Tiva. Come yeah. on now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now he's and he's also Pelimatos and he was a part of the rebellion right, and right. taken in there and sort of, you know, true. yeah. I don't know. There's one more comment that I just thought is interesting. I don't think that's true, but someone said given the way Dave and Favre are masters at their craft, I would almost not be surprised to see the armor and not be a spy and someone like grief carger show up as one and i'm like remember that scene when he handed uh mando that that what some bev- beverage to celebrate Coruscant? from Coruscant. From and i was like yeah. why did he say that something is off with that scene yeah <laughs> like a detail why would you i don't know to mention that it's from Coruscant was really weird to me um but i don't think i mean this whole he he found his his way yeah. and his new home and I don't know and, and, if, and, if that really and would make all sense. is good. Yeah. So, sometimes even people like I, I I liken him to Lando Calrissian who you make a deal to save your people right uh, mm-hmm. or to save your operation and if if he's making money and he's a businessman and things are going right maybe I mean that you that would be very interesting if yeah. if he were that uh, just that scene not a how spy he but yeah the something drink. it was really weird to me yeah um okay so but. I mean, getting away from the whole spy discussion, there's Whoa. many suspects. Oh, do we have another one? Whoa. Whoa what? To, no, oh my gosh. To transition what? into who else could be a spy and to talk about our little guy who we love so much, yeah. Grogu. Please, I was. I, I wanted to talk about IG-12. How awesome, 
how awesome, awesome, <laughs> how awesome, <laughs> how awesome I thought, how awesome I thought that was. Yeah, that he can speak. Yes, that, no. Oh my goodness, that scene was so brilliant that yeah. they brought him back. Because we were wondering why make all this fuss about IG Eleven. Yeah, and then you get another. The Din's whole point was, I don't trust droids. I only want this one droid that I trust. Mm-hmm. And then he just accepts our... Fa- okay, whatever. Let's go. Right. Okay, exactly. I don't have time for this. Okay. But then he comes back. IG-11 comes back as IG-12. And yes. he will be a vehicle for Grogu to... To do more things. And yeah, to talk, to communicate more. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. hilarious. And we see just this little comic moment of din having to be a parent yes yes and deal yeah. with his little toddler mm-hmm. you could say i mean i think grogu's oh, not yeah. a baby anymore he's a toddler yes yeah <laughs> um he's just uh trying trying different foods not really realizing they all have to pay for that he's just learning things and and, and daddy yeah. din is a little bit gets a little bit annoyed and he's like i can't can't deal with that can't i can't deal with this right now nope. i gotta go and i was like wow <laughs> saving that line for later uh but yeah that was that was hilarious and i thought cool the anzellans did this they made they figured out how to remove whatever it's safe and you can use him as a vehicle and he can run he can jump he can do different things yeah i'm waiting for him to load you know i mean right not right now but like later on you can upgrade ig12 and put a blaster on him yeah next thing you know grogu's out there you know just like us in a video game operating a a vehicle and and stuff i think it's really cool and the fact that he can communicate yes no yes 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 he's so happy <laughs> he's so happy that he's in that droid and he has this unit it's just it's Great. it's really it is really neat Genius. um so now what if it's that grief carga kept tabs on the mandalorians through ig12 and yeah. and ig12 is sort of a insists, spy he insists Grogu, no, no no let him try it yeah don't yeah. yeah give up on him yet and so it seems comical and it seems you know like whatever but maybe he does build in like grief comes to their aid he's like you came to mine here i am mm-hmm. i'm back ig12 let me know something was wrong like i have i have eyes on like maybe he's got some sort of set up there I, who knows i don't know what what that would be i'm i'm really digging deep here for for spies if if you get if you get them you know what I'm talking about yeah it. I know so. I, I'm reading just the scene where he hands over that bottle yeah whatever is in there I don't know little welcome he says little welcome gift to celebrate our new neighbors yeah um, yeah yeah Be- because it over that's all the way from course on you so you might want to wait for a smaller gathering before you open it. Yeah. And then we never see. Anything. So you might want to wait for a smaller gathering before you mm-hmm. open it, meaning that like this is not going to go very far. They're all going to want to drink from this. It's, it's high yeah. and, you know, whatever okay, maybe it is. Okay, I'm, I'm reading too much into it, but just, yeah. okay. Yeah, I get, I get what you mean. It's just a connection to Coruscant. We're <laughs> yeah. looking for a sort of like, how did he get that? Did he just import yeah. it or did somebody from Coruscant send that and say like, hey, thank you yeah. or but for what? You know, yeah. I, I don't know, right? Um, it's odd for sure. So yeah, but anyways, IG-12 is really cool. And just to see Grogu running around like that is, it makes more sense too now why he can go with that group and he can have some protection and he can, he can move quickly and be more independent and Din doesn't have to do every, you know, everything. And I think that's, it's cool. It's a way to kind of level him up and keep him still a child running around. It's very Star Wars. It's very just wild. It's very creative to, to put him in there. I never saw that coming. And I thought that was really, 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 really cool. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's, he has an epic moment in this uh, episode when he steps in between. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Axe Wolves and, and, yeah. and Paz 
and Paz. Yeah. Yeah. They're fighting. And that's that's the bit, too, is, you know, Bo-Katan, uh, you know, if you, if you, so she is letting them all kind of know that she messed up. Yeah. And she made a mistake. She trusted him. They were, their defeat was sort of, um, I, I, I forget the word she used, but there was no way in which they were going to win. Yes. She, she saw yeah. no way in which that they could win. It was yeah. very obvious that they were about to all be destroyed. Yeah. So to make that even worse, they surrender. Yeah. Right. So instead of she wanted to save her people. Yeah. And the thought that it would save. And no, once their guns are down and once they're de-armed, boom, we're coming in and yeah. taking you yeah. out, completely purging you. That's the wild piece is that's mm-hmm. what's so hurtful about this is that like they did surrender. That's a war crime. Yeah. I mean, Moff Gideon should yeah. be tried and, and yeah. absolutely dealt with there. Yeah. And the New Republic knows that. And yeah, it's also shady that the New Republic hasn't mentioned that he escaped and they haven't put out like bounties or notices for people and that one of their own captains captain tiva doesn't know yeah that's weird Mm -hmm. they should know about that i've been saying tiva i don't know if it's tiva or teva it might be teva anyway sorry about that um so yeah she she reveals a lot of stuff here in terms of their people and and they're still fractured she's talking to din golly though when he has that moment with her yeah i have pulled up you okay yeah if you you want want to read that yeah Yeah. because it was great He's like talking about how for thousands of years they have been, you know, they, they've been the people who, who rebuild. Mm-hmm. They've been in hiding. Um, we're on the on the verge of extinction is yeah. what he says. And for so- thousands of years we have survived. Um, and he goes on and saying that he, it, it doesn't mean anything to him, right? Ranks, people, yeah. bloodlines, or even the Darksaber. Yep, exactly. Uh, it means nothing to nothing to me or my people, nor does station or bl- bloodline. What means more to me is honor, and Bo-Katan's like whoa, and loyalty and character. These are the reasons I serve you, Lady Crees. <laughs> Your song is not yet written. Yeah. Yep. I will serve you until it is. Boom. Boom. Yep. I will serve you until it is. This it's is pretty epic. This is the way. And he walks and- away. And she's yeah. like, "Whoa!" She's like, "Wow, yeah." There are there are more important things in the saber, and it, it, it you've got to grow. We've got to grow beyond that. We've got to get back to a society that was mm-hmm. honorable and where we valued these things. It was a great lesson for kids. It's great for all of us. It was it was really really cool. We talk about sometimes who's the most powerful and who you know who has the biggest weapons, the biggest fleet, or the what? No, no, no. It's more about like your leadership and yeah. and wisdom and guidance and and trying to figure out. Uh, the your best actions. way, your actions, yeah. yeah, yeah, what you decide to do with uh, with what you have. So, yeah. yeah, really, 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 really cool moment there, for sure. So, um, the rest of it's pretty action-packed, though. You know, we had the little chess match there, and then Grogu does break up that fight, as we, as we talked right. about, which was cool. Uh, we know the armor goes back. She goes back, and they give yep. us a little bit of that, and all we see is, okay, they, they get ready to, to board the big mm-hmm. ship, right? Yeah, yeah. We just leave her right there. We're not sure if they're going to be under attack. We know later on Moff Gideon is, is firing up the ships to go attack them, which is fine. He says they still have the element of surprise. Uh, but when he says that later, they've already been attacked. First of all, there's this epic monster that, like, that she said to ancient monsters oh, yeah. have yeah. or species have awakened. Right. So the Mythazar is another is one of those individuals yeah. who like her species that has awakened because of all the blasting Someone and stuff said, like that. I hope the Mythazar just comes to their rescue. Oh my rescue. <laughs> gosh, that would be mm-hmm. this is the way. Mm-hmm. That would be crazy. Right. That would be crazy. And and perhaps who knows. Yeah, if they I mean that's what Quill says at one point that you your people want 
tamed yep. the ancient uh, mythosaur. Powerful, powerful individual. So, uh, or being. Um, they go down, yeah, as they're, as they're heading down in here, they, they see the forge again. It's awesome. Then they're attacked or ambushed or whatever. It's a trap. And it feels like they're pinned into the point where they can't get away. Yeah. And as soon as they're pinned down, that's when Axe Wolves takes off. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs> he's going to go. People think he's a spy. I don't think so. I think yeah. they really were working together like, okay, we are trapped here. We do need reinforcements. We yeah. need to let people know that the Empire is here. We need to get our, our, our folks warned. There's no communications. You have to break through that uh, cloud uh, or the, the atmosphere yeah. yep. to make to right. make communication. There, are, there is no ship as far as we know that he can take because the armorer took the ship as well. So he's got to use his jetpack just to get high enough yeah. to do that. And he's got to do it fast, yeah. which is pretty wild that he's going to do that. So anyways, that's that's what he's doing. Uh, mm-hmm. Paz and the rest of them are going on. They're able to kind of route those Imperials, but they're really falling back and they just yeah. charge on blindly. You think anybody would stop and see the hallway yeah. has changed yeah. and this is Imperial now. Yeah. But they're, they're like halfway down the hallway before they realize what's right. going on. And then Din's captured. And then Din's captured. So that's going to be intense why take him to the debriefing room though i know what I mean, is we're it all that... glad they didn't kill him yeah like, they couldn't really kill him we know that but yeah what is he gonna do with him is he gonna question him why why didn't he does he still want the child does mm-hmm. he still want grogu is that is that you know is he gonna say hand over grogu i'll give you din Djarin back no one's gonna do that they know that's not what din would want no so it doesn't i'm not sure what information he mm-hmm. He's going to get from Din or if he's just he's just using him to bait them in, in case or I, I don't even know. Right. Why not just if you want to purge them all and defeat them, why not just do that? Yeah. And so. why did I mean, didn't he see that Grogu was there? He yeah. could have right there said, yeah. OK, Din, you can go back. We, we take Grogu if that was still his. Right. That was in, in, in season two. Mm-hmm. He, all he wanted was Grogu. Yes. And now it's almost like he's evolved beyond that because yeah, he's yeah. like like Dr. Pershing. He's like telling Elijah Kane, eliminate him. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? Is it is he has he established something? Has he gotten to a level in research where he's like, we're good yeah. and I don't need this person anymore. But then what is it that Din can offer? Is Din well connected? Does he need Navarro still removed? Why is he? He seems to be very much like he wants to take back navarro he wanted the pirates to go in there and route okay, out yeah. grief carga yeah. his old facility is there one of his own uh, old oh. like cloning facilities was there they we see that yeah cara dune and others go up there and they we see these tanks That's which right. yeah there's mm-hmm. like these snoke individuals who are in those tanks so we don't know what he is who or what he's cloning but it's mm-hmm. um yeah there's there's definitely more going on they say this last list the last episode is stacked they say it is stacked with stuff <laughs> well, that's going down. Three more days. Yeah, three more days out. for us. Uh, <laughs> this will be dropping for you guys here on Sunday and uh, recording on Sunday. So we've got Monday, Tuesday, and then we'll be up early Wednesday. But man, it is wild. I am just um, stoked for it. Yeah. Now, the craziest part of this whole episode is that all along we've been learning about Paz. Paz Vizsla mm-hmm. and John Favreau's character. It, just heartbreaking what happens yeah. here. Also, so like, I I mean, I never was like, I don't know, it was, I wasn't expecting him to have this epic moment, you know? Yeah. He's always been kind of like, when Din shows up, apostate. You know, he's like, you're an apostate. You're not a Mandalorian. Get out of here. I mean, he's just ridiculous. Uh, he's, he's committed to the way. 
Um, he is of the House Vizsla, so he is from the system um, of, of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. He might not have been there when it was destroyed, or maybe he had never been there, uh, was younger and taken in to either Death Watch or uh, with this this covert that the armor has, he's been raised, it feels like, sort of as a teenager or whatever, by yeah. by, by the armor and got, and got away and has his own son now and everything. And so he he covers the rear. He covers yeah. the rear while the rest of them get out. Yeah. She uses the Darksaber to cut their way out of this trap that they're in. And then we go out and he just keeps taking down these guys. Yeah. Just, I mean, it just it was wild. And when he turns back and she's like, we're good, we're all good, get out yeah. of here. He's like, there's too many of them. Right, let me, that it's line is, yeah. yeah, that line was ridiculous. Um, And he just tells her, yeah, this is the way. She gets everybody out. It is just, he's, he's he knocking actually, them out. Yeah, he actually does take them all out. <laughs> he does, yeah, but he shuts the door, yeah. right? Go. There are too many. It's just pff, simple lines that just yeah. are delivered. So, yeah, this is the way. And he turns and takes them out. And Bo's the like, music oh my God. also. The music, yeah, the music. at the oh, same moment. That was epic. Just yeah. chills. And she's <laughs> she's got a retreat. She sees someone who is one of those that, that you would have called, that they called crazies, right? In the beginning, in season two, they call these individuals like radicals and and Mm -hmm. zealots and and just committed to this cult they're a part they're a part of a cult and Mm -hmm. you see him out here he's actually it's just honor yeah it's it's just some of these older traditions and these this i don't know this way that is more like as den said what they value is actually it's actually what we should be valuing right it's some of these things that we that we look we look up to these moments and we're like this is awesome this is this is the way this is what you do this is how you do it and so it's all landing here in season three. It's all kind of coming together, and I just, I just love it. But yeah, he beats all these guys, and you think, all right, wow, he's maybe going to collapse and just be taken in, and then the freaking Praetorian guards come out, yeah. and they look scarier. They yeah. felt scarier to me in this than they did in the Snoke scene, big time, because they're in a place you don't expect, yeah. and you know already that Ray and Kylo Ren have fought these individuals at this level so you know how tough they are and you're like Paz doesn't stand a chance but he holds his own for just a few here boom 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 he's he's fighting three of them three on one so you're like there's no way he can he can but oh and he's one of the he's one of the best of both of both uh tribes he's Mm -hmm. one of the the best mandalore one of their top and just to see him take these guys on it's like oh it's rough it's rough watching that and now we know they're there so Someone has to be able to stand up to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, they have to rescue. And it's kind of like already looking into the next episode. Yeah, we're under predictions now. What do you think? (laughs) Yeah, They have to rescue Din. They have to escape themselves somehow. Something's also going to happen up uh, above the planet to the ships. Right. We're going to have a space battle possibly, right? We've got TIE interceptors, bombers, etc. So space battle with the armor going back. All right. And then we got to rescue Din, as you said. And, uh, I mean, you know, Grogu is his foundling. Absolutely. I just just want to see Grogu. Go off. Go go on. on I know. (laughs) I think. So someone made a joke. They were like, okay, how how Rey and um, Kylo Ren dealt with the Praetorian guards. It's a long fight scene. It's beautiful. It's actually really good. And anybody who says that it wasn't a good fight scene it was cool it was actually really awesome yeah and but they they have trouble dealing with all those different praetorian guards yoda walks in and when he's facing down emperor palpatine this is in episode three when he's facing palpatine's guards they weren't at the level that they are later on when palpatine gets guards but still one hand 
swats him with the force. They pass out. He knocks those guards out with yeah. one swat, and he's like, yeah. now on to the big guy. Yeah. So there you go. And now, is Grogu going to do something similar? Is he going to come out and force <laughs> battle these guys? I think I hope he's at least going to do something bigger than we expect him to do. I mean, what if he's controlling IG-12 and one of them strikes and he just grabs the hand of that Praetorian guard? Yeah. Just mid, just stops and boom. And then he lifts his other hand and it's not it's not the hand of IG-12, but it's his own little hand. And then boom, mm-hmm. force, force mm-hmm. pushes him away. Like something like that. Something. Yeah. Just one or two epic little moments with him yeah. would be huge, I yeah. feel like. So um, now, do you think we are gonna see someone he, we haven't seen uh, this whole time? Won't surprise me at all if okay. you hear Thrawn's voice or you see Thrawn. Okay. <laughs> won't surprise me at all. So because we know we're getting that in Ahsoka, we know yeah. that's coming up. It's already been confirmed, and they knew they were gonna have celebration, and so the big Thrawn reveal is out there. It's it's happening. Yeah. Right. In a, in a major way, he's been mentioned here. So to have him say something would be cool. I don't know who's gonna show up. I, I really don't know how this is all going mm-hmm. to, to to work out. They do get away, so they're on the run. The Mandalorians yeah. are on the run. They are in Moff Gideon's, essentially his, his Imperial base. They're probably yeah. going to use the Forge in some way that we don't expect right. mm-hmm. to make yeah. a defense. Because they or, know it. Some of them know yeah. it really well. Right, yep. right. And the armorer may, I don't know, she's up in the with the fleet, so they're going to be having their own battle up there. Yeah. And I'm just not sure what what's going to happen you know can they it feels like they should be able to with a light cruiser and everything that they have up there they should be able to take on some some tie interceptors and some bombers that doesn't seem like a whole lot for moff gideon we mm-hmm. haven't i mean unless he has a light cruiser on the other side of the planet or something else that they haven't seen that is been hidden yeah. you know what i'm saying or ju- that can jump right in from from concordia maybe or th- yeah. something nearby and jumps over and they get into a space battle because it is epic Star Wars to have a space battle going on. That's it's, it's this what's what they do in all the big at the end of episode one, right? You've got your the, the battle in Theed, you've got the battle with the Gungans, you've got the battle with the Trade Federation up in the sky. Same thing in Return of the Jedi. You've got Force Moon of Endor, Han and Leia trying to infiltrate and take down the shield generator. Luke is fighting a force battle on the Death Star, and Admiral Akbar is 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 recognizing the trap that is there, and Lando Calrissian, gold leader, is maneuvering through space and giving them more time right yeah so it's epic it's awesome and i i hope we get something like that mm-hmm. space battle land battle mm-hmm. flashing back and forth between the two hard to do maybe in this amount of time but mm-hmm. then you think about those movies and you're like well wait a second actually definitely doable there's a lot of story to tell there and you've built yeah. up this whole time to that tv is for this longer form you, you're adjusting the episode lengths and stuff i feel like right you can also make a one and a half hour episode, uh, right? They could. No one says you can't. Yeah. yeah. So, we, yeah, we, we really don't know. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even know how to make a prediction. This is why mm-hmm. I love it so much mm-hmm. is that I don't even really know what could be happening. Like, does Luke Skywalker show back up again? <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, he's out there, right? I mean. He could show up again. <laughs> Perhaps, but that that doesn't that's not the case. Like that's not his battle. He's, no, I he's, don't think so. Yeah, yeah, no. he's reestablishing his own his own order, his own thing, and there you go. Grogu has decided to leave and go do his own thing. So you feel like Ahsoka is an ally of Bo-Katan's. So maybe okay, um, yeah. Sabine, but she oh. we know we pick her up oh, on. Yeah. I'm just thinking of big people yeah. that that could show up. That would be. Epic Harrison Dula, does she show up with the New Republic <laughs> and Zeb or something? And Zeb and, I mean, and, yeah, and, and Zeb was there. Carson Tiva? Yeah, maybe. Don't know. So it's just wild. I think there's a lot of things that could happen. And I'm I'm really hoping that if you guys listen to this episode and you go into that finale and you have thoughts, we're gonna be doing a breakdown of that. We're gonna do our initial thoughts Wednesday morning right away for you guys to hear, and then we're gonna follow up again with an episode uh, full of transmissions or just a deeper breakdown. 
uh, of, of the episode because I'm excited. We'll get yes. up early Wednesday morning and watch it, react, raw react to it, and then come back and do something yeah. more polished with your guys' thoughts. So, And those thoughts will be at the top of the show. That's something I want to do. I know sometimes we save them towards the end. We get talking for a while, but I like to cover them at the beginning so you guys get a shout out and I it just it's my way of so, you know showing those folks I, I appreciate you guys I appreciate your comments your transmissions your messages on Instagram yeah. the follows the downloads all of it the reviews so thank you guys so much because I'm having a blast I am having the best time just talking about Mandalorian seeing the Star Wars universe just exp- we watched Star Wars Celebration and had a freaking blast yes. and we talked about like we're debating whether or not we should go to Tokyo for crying out loud like we're that excited <laughs> about about Star Wars right now and there's so many good things coming that I just don't know how, how, how you couldn't be and they're they're they've done a good job with the Mandoverse yeah they, they really have and I don't want it to go super crazy but you know we've got a big movie with Dave Filoni you know we've got multiple seasons of Ahsoka season four is already confirmed for for Mandalorian so it's just Let's looking go. it's looking so good. This is this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. So uh all right, anything else? Anything else I you wanted to touch on or that we missed or I think we really covered it all. And yeah. this was a jam packed episode. I, I think I don't know, I think I would crown it as my favorite episode so far. Yeah, right. I know. It's it was it was the it was the one. It was definitely it was yeah. definitely really, really good. So glad we watched it twice too, so we could go yeah. back and take that lens and try to try to look through for the spies and stuff so sneaky dave and john are definitely they're good they are good yeah. at crafting um a very suspenseful uh, just a good ride you know yes so yeah all right friends hey thank you guys so much like i said i i really hope you guys will want to maybe join us for our just some happy hour you know shenanigans or whatever in in a month uh month and a half now actually so last week of may we're gonna be doing that uh may 4th we might even be going live there some star wars drinks as well too something we might make for the show because may the 4th is you know coming up soon and there's oh by Mm -hmm. the way discounted games which we will be getting don't let me forget about that if you're out there on may the 4th and there is a deal or a sale going down for video games let me know i finally reactivated my steam account we got a pc so i can stream and i can actually play games now uh yeah so cameron you you're i know you're listening out there somewhere <laughs> let me know don't let me forget tell me what the deals are is there a so. multiplayer in this game that which you one can play online the new one that's coming in, out in jedi survivor no, i don't think so no i think it's just all about the story and okay. and stuff too so that's coming out when hold on it when is that can you re- research I real quick my, just uh isn't it 28 april 28 april 28 okay sure? wow I saw Look so at Lottie much. go right I, I there. I saw so much on Star Wars Celebration, so. She was locked in. Yeah. Let's see if I'm right. April 28th. April 28th. Okay, so we'll get that, and then we'll be playing that for May 4th, and maybe you guys, wanna, if you want to pop in there and, and chat, we can do that too as well, just for just for anybody that's really, you know, kind of come on the live stream and, and hang out. But, all right, again, thank you guys so much. Please leave that review. It does help the podcast. So if you've listened this far and uh, you wouldn't mind, just go to your, you know, if you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave that review, it'd be great, or anywhere else, you know, whatever uh, podcasting player you're using it, it definitely helps so uh, thanks so much we'll be back with the uh, season finale and uh, mm-hmm. as always remember this is the way this is the way
Hey friends, thanks for listening to this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us that review. Check out our extra episodes on Patreon and Apple Premium. This is the way. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.